Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey everybody, this is Tom from American Biography, making a brief pause in my COVID-related hiatus to let you all know about a great new podcast coming out, The Fault Line. The Fault Line is a podcast that attempts to cover the defining moments in our history, things and events that shook us and our world to its very foundation, coming as it did in the aftermath of September 11th, 2001. The Iraq War is one such time. In real time, the world watched our leaders react and make decisions based on fast-paced, sometimes inaccurate, information. However, the Iraq War, as a response to that tragic day, led to an all-time low in the level of public trust in both government and media, which is something we've never fully recovered from. In its first season, renowned journalist David Dimbleby explores the 18 months between 9-11 and the start of the war in Iraq, and how the distrust in the leadership's response to that crisis affects our world today. Make sure you check out The Fault Line, Bush, Blair, and Iraq, which premieres on September 29th on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get great podcasts. It's January 2003. Bill Murray is on a plane hunting down a new top-secret contact. The first stop sort of on that trip was Kuala Lumpur because he was giving a speech at the Organization of Islamic Conference in Malaysia. Bill is a senior officer in the CIA, and in 2003, he's the station chief in Paris, one of the top men in Europe, and he's on an urgent mission he has to find this high-level source. And so he arrives in Kuala Lumpur. And I just missed him. No luck. By the time you take a flight from Washington to Japan, to you have to transit through Singapore and then up to Malaysia and etc. I got there before he left, but I was never able to get into the hotel that he was in. Then he left shortly after I arrived. I think the next morning or something, he left. The source was off this time to Jordan. And by the time I arrived in Jordan, in the middle of the night, people met me at the airport and said, he's gone on to Cairo. So Bill gets another flight to Cairo. And arrived there again in the middle of the night and tried to figure out how I was going to get in contact with this guy. 
and he's in his hotel working out how he's going to make contact with this source when he finds out that he isn't in Cairo at all. In fact, he's gone to Sharm el-Sheikh, the holiday resort on the Red Sea. And I couldn't go to Sharm el-Sheikh because it's too small. I mean, it's just too many people would have recognized me and said, what the hell is he doing here? Bill had spent too long roaming around the Middle East to be inconspicuous. And anyway, Bill is quite a conspicuous person. He's a spy, yes, but he's not exactly in the James Bond mould. He's a big man with greying hair and unkind people might say he's just a little bit overweight. Anyway, he certainly sticks out in a crowd. So I stayed in Cairo because he was supposed to come back to Cairo. But then at the conference, one of the other Arab leaders gave him a ride, a plane ride directly back to Baghdad. So he never came back to Cairo. So I missed him. I tried very hard. At one point, I went all the way around the world in six days and 22 hours chasing him. That was February of 2003. February 2003. As Bill was desperately chasing his source around the Middle East, the US President George W. Bush and the UK Prime Minister Tony Blair were calling each other night after night. It is time for us to deal with Saddam Hussein. It's time for us to secure the peace. Discussing what they should do about the President of Iraq, Saddam Hussein. And delivering us safety from what I genuinely believe to be the security threat of the early 21st century. And now is not the time to waver, now is the time to see it through. The drumbeat of war was sounding louder. They're warned of mines, of suicide bombers. Men may die, says their commanding officer. As people protested right across the world, from London to New York to Sydney. Without doubt, one of the largest gatherings, let alone protest rallies, Who is in marching? You also can cast your vote against this war. Force that can stop the war. But Bill, like those protesters out on the street, still thought there might be a way of stopping the war. Bill suspected that his source had a powerful piece of intelligence. And if it was true, it could undermine the reasoning behind the war that Bush and Blair were planning to fight. I thought it was pretty important. Uh, you know, there might be war, war decisions made on the, on the basis of the intelligence that came out of this. So I thought it was pretty important to pursue this in every way that I could. Bill was on a mission to find the truth, to work out what was really going on inside Iraq. We cite John 23, I guess it is, and you should know the truth and the truth shall set you free. That's our motto, that's what we live for. That's what we're supposed to be doing. I'm David Dimbleby, and from something else, this is The Fault Line, Bush, Blair, and Iraq. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, fresh. 